What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Shoot or Pass podcast. On behalf of Baseline Times, I'm your host, Chevy. Back in the building, we are excited. There's playoff basketball pretty much about halfway played through the first round. Uh, we got a special guest today. We'll go through a round of Shoot or Pass, announce some studs and duds for the first week of the playoffs. You'll get some overreactions out of us from out of the bottom of the show here. But first, let's get into the introductions. My wonderful co-host, Robbie What's going on? What's up, Heat Nation? How you doing? We are doing very, very, very good. Like I said, I got that vacuum cleaner ready for tomorrow. I'm ready to turn it on and go. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, follow you can follow Baseline Times on Instagram and Twitter at Baseline Times. You can follow me on my personal Instagram and Twitter at Robinhood with an H and a Y. Uh, subscribe to the Shooter Pass podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Absolutely. And also... I just submitted our podcast a couple weeks ago to a platform called Ghana. Uh, that is actually a platform that's based out of India. So we might have some India listeners here. Everybody that's out there in India listening to this podcast episode, shout out to you. So, you know, we're trying to go overseas a little bit here, Robbie. But first, we'll, we'll keep it at home here really quick. We have to introduce our very special guest today. He's in the building with us. He is a host of a dope NBA podcast called The Dime he is also a hopeless Knicks fan, and as much as I want to be a shoulder for him to lean on, I just can't do that for him because he is now rooting for the wrong LA team. Welcome, Josh Rodriguez. How are you doing, my friend? What's going on, everybody? Um, I'm, you know what? I'm not doing good. Let's just be honest right now. My Knicks went from 6th to 8th, and the team I picked to win the championship in our bracket challenge looks terrible. So if I'm going to be honest, I'm not good. I'm, I'm in a bad spot right now on your podcast. And I hope oh, I'm man. It well, you know what? Welcome to the show, Josh. It's been a, we were on your show. We talked about this on our last episode last week, but thank you for hosting us. So, you know, you're here at least now on our show. And yes, Josh is a part of our podcaster bracket challenge that we created and one of the first competitors on the show here. So we'll give you that, Josh. Uh, how are you feeling about this bracket challenge so far? And, uh, you know, you feel like you got a chance still with the, the way the Clippers are looking right now? I mean, I'm just hoping that, like, there was one year the Celtics won the championship, but, like, in the first round, they won seven with the Hawks. They won seven the next series. Like, they just kept going seven games and winning the championship anyway. And I'm hoping that's the route the Clippers are going in because I'm the only one who has the Clippers. So if the Clippers win it, I'm in a good spot here. I can't have them go out in the first round because that's going to be humiliating. And it's going to be uh, very bad for my points. And I am not trying to embarrass myself on social media. You know, I have the Nuggets over the Jazz. That's not looking good. I have the Thunder over the Rockets. That's not looking good. I was going to so ask you, were you shitty bricks after they went down 0-2? Yes, I was. 1,000% <laughs> was. Uh, they pulled out a victory in overtime. And, you know, I'm shocked with no Russell Westbrook that the Rockets are up two games to one in the fashion that they're up to. I mean, they could be up 3-0 right now. I'm kind of disappointed in the Thunder right now. But you know what? It's a long series. Anything can happen. You know what? It looks like it looks like the OKC Thunder may have found an answer to containing James Harden. So maybe maybe this bodes well for you and OKC. But other than that, I I, I hope you lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I hope you lose too. <laughs> right back. <laughs> Josh, uh, you have a podcast called The Dime with Josh Rodriguez. Go ahead and plug that really quick. You know, tell people where to find you. Yeah, so I have a podcast called The Dime with Josh Rodriguez. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all those pl podcasts podcast platforms um yeah it's an nba podcast i'm a very over the top goofy person i guess you can say i definitely have some fun with my guest robbie and chevy you were on it great episode i appreciate you guys coming on so if you get a chance to check that out everyone who's listening now yeah and subscribe show some support i mean i, I like having 
fun with my guests. I, I don't take the game too seriously, but I do think that I have a good grasp on X's and O's as well. So it's a very inviting podcast. I think it's a podcast you can learn from as well. And I have guests from The Athletic, Fox Sports, ESPN on. So, you know, it's, it's a mixture of, of fun, uh, of learning. Everyone loves each other. It's a good time. And I, I hope you subscribe to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we all we all love each other at the end of the day here, uh, especially, you know, if, even if we're challenging you in the bracket challenge, Josh. But uh, on the flip side here, anything that stood out to you in that bracket challenge so far? Just, you know, you have your, you're, you're the first person out of the bracket challenge on the podcast with us. So you have free reign to talk any junk, any kind of suspicious picks you see? Yeah, um, I don't think I see anything suspicious. I mean, I did expect someone else to take the Clippers to win it all. I'm kind of shocked that I didn't. A lot of Bucks love too. Um, you know, yeah, there a, lot is. a lot of Bucks my, love. Yeah, a lot of people I had on my podcast recently have called them overrated and they don't believe in them. So to go from, you know, my guest hearing that and then going to a podcast challenge where a lot of people are taking the Bucks, it kind of threw me off. I get it. I mean, they were the best in the East all year. And, you know, when they're clicking, you can make a case for them winning the championship. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just hoping the Bucks lose. <laughs> I'm with you there, I, especially for our bracket, right, Robbie? Because, you know, we, well, she had picked Toronto. But uh, we'll, we'll go. We'll go another direction oh, did I? Uh, after that conversation there or that statement. But uh, but you know, uh, it's 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 going good though. You know, the, the first round isn't officially over except for one team here at this point. Uh, you know, unfortunately, goodbye, good riddance, and uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are swept, or we in our terms, vacuum cleaned out of the building here, out of the bubble. <laughs> you know, so they're leaving. Our, yeah, they're leaving Orlando. So. Uh, you know, but shout out, to, shout out to them for trying. Uh, you know, the Sixers, Ben Simmons went down, and uh, I, I really, I really like that Boston Celtics team, though. You think they tried? I don't know if they tried. <laughs> you said shout out to them trying. I don't know if they tried. Shout out to Embiid, man. I, I, I like Embiid, man. I hate to see him fail. That's, that's what it is. I can't wait to write this eulogy for next week. Oh, you guys do you? I do eulogies too. That's funny. We should do one. Oh wow! Oh yeah. wow! <laughs> we'll have to bring you back on to to, to write yes. a eulogy for us. Okay, okay, good to know. Look at that. <laughs> Shoot or pass. All right, Josh, let's go ahead and get into a round of shoot or pass here. Basically, I will read the statements. You will shoot if you agree with the statement. You will pass if you disagree with the statement. Listeners, you guys know how it works. First shoot or pass. Let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, the 2020-21 NBA season will not start in December as originally planned by the league. Josh, we'll let you go first here. Shoot or pass on that one. I'm going to pass. I actually do think it's going to start in December just because I think the bubble went so well that the NBA has a good grasp on this. If there's one league I'm going to trust in this country, it's the NBA. They seem to do things correctly. They seem to have a plan in action. I think they're already planning the next season, even though they're going through the playoffs right now. I have a suspicious feeling that Adam Silver is already planning where he wants these bubbles to be. And I think if any league is going to hold their word onto when they're going to start a season, it's the NBA. So I'm going to pass on the fact that it will. Shoot or pass, Robbie? Shoot. And and I'm Ooh. I'm saying this on the basis that I heard an interview with Adam Silver and Rachel Nichols. I believe it was during the lottery. I'm not sure. Um, after the Knicks dropped to eighth, I just was laughing so much that I just couldn't pay attention anymore. But the main <laughs> thing that he pointed out <laughs> during this interview is that the league's number one goal was to get fans back in the arenas for next season even if that means pushing the start date back to next spring and considering that this country cannot get its shit together there's i think there's no shot that we start december 1st as the league originally planned i think that they should probably sit back and and see how things play out with the with college football and the nfl before opening arenas back up 
Um, and, and I agree with you, Josh, considering how well things in the bubble have gone, I'm confident that whatever he decides, whatever Adam Silver decides to do, he's going to prioritize the safety of the players and the staff and the, and the fans. My question is, what happens if, you know, December passes and then it's January 2021 and there's still no improvement with this coronavirus and, and there's still no vaccine? What, what does the NBA do? I, I think that's a good question. I, I just, I think they're going to have a plan in place for that. I, I think the NBA is a type of league to look ahead and say to themselves, all right, we need a plan just in case that does happen. And I do think they're going to have multiple bubbles across the country just in case that happens. That's going to be so crazy. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good uh, suggestion there too, Josh. I didn't even think about multiple bubbles, but I, for the, you know, the round here, I will go ahead and shoot on it. I just think that at some point they're going to defer as much as they can, maybe into January, February, to see if there's a shot at least getting fans back in the buildings of these individual communities. Uh, you know, the, the owners, the organizations, they heavily depend on these home games uh, you know, for their communities as well. Uh, you know, obviously jobs, it produces jobs, uh, revenue for the team. If there's no COVID vaccine or better treatment available, probably going to see another bubble like Josh mentioned there. And uh, I'm kind of rooting for this low key just because guess what happens if you start a season in January, February, you're probably looking at playoffs starting up sometime in the summer again. And then we get the finals in October. So I kind of like this schedule. Summer basketball to me is great. It's not yeah. great to me. I get summer for like three months out of the year. I need my tanning time. This has been very <laughs> challenging for me. <laughs> Just move back to Florida. That's not an option for me at the moment. All right. All right. Shoot or pass. The Pacers will never make it past the first round of the playoffs with Nate McMillan as their head coach. Shoot. And I say this knowing that like in this series, the Pacers are shorthanded. Look, Nate McMillan, before yesterday's game, was talking about how the Pacers needed to limit the Heat's three-point looks and how the Pacers needed to cut down on fouls. Uh, guess what? The Heat still hit 13 threes and 52 free throws in another win going up 3-0, and oh, baby. He is unwilling to make adjustments, and he doesn't seem to be able to get his team to execute in critical moments. It's gotten to a point where you're seeing Victor Oladipo waving off screens and opting to chuck threes instead. So players don't even trust his game plan anymore. That's a problem. Even without Sabonis, this roster shouldn't be getting swept by the Heat. And I tell you this as a Heat fan who is really hoping they don't get their shit together tomorrow so we can get the sweep. I'm going to pass. I'm not really sure if it's Nate's fault. I mean, Robbie, I think you made excellent points. I, I think Nate McMillan has had a rough series. And I think everything you said is on point and all the criticism should be thrown his way. However, I do think he's a, I think he's a good coach. And, you know, you're missing Sabonis who arguably is your best player. Oladipo has been in and out of the lineup all season, so there's really not been any type of rhythm with the Pacers. And to be honest with you, the fact that they're even a four seed is, a, I wouldn't say a miracle, but it, you know, it's a credit to Nate McMillan. So I do think he's a good coach. I think he's a solid coach. And I, if they don't get past the first round, I'm not sure if it's an indictment that's on him as much as it is as the roster and the players that they bring in. At some point, you just kind of have to look at your roster and say, you know, we're just not good enough. I mean, there's a ceiling that they have, and I think their ceiling is maybe first or second round of the playoffs but a lot of people did have them going to the eastern conference finals or eastern conference semifinals this year so um to robbie's point you know maybe this year it might be on nate mcmillan a little bit being out coached by spolstra who i think is one of the best coaches in the league and extremely underrated 
Um, but yeah, I think long term, I, I I wouldn't put it on Nate's shoulders unless he performs like this every playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can definitely echo a little bit of that because I'm gonna pass on this statement. Um, I think the play the Pacers are maybe just that one player away from being pr- pretty elite in the Eastern Conference. Uh, you know, you're gonna look at that team like Philadelphia again with a short turnaround time. We're not sure how you know much Ben Simmons is gonna get in and play next. You know, if they were to be a next season pretty soon. Uh, you know that that's a good opportunity for a team like Indiana to kind of take that bump up there and compete in the semifinals in the Eastern Conference. Uh, one guy I feel like I slept on is Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Brogdon has come into this bubble. His 16 games, he's averaged 14.4 points per game, six rebounds a game, and 6.3 assists per game, shooting 43% from the field, 40% from the three-point line, and that's all next to the bubble games that T.J. Warren was playing in, right? Uh, so I think he's a great supplement to Oladipo and now TJ Warren for the Pacers. I think next year that they definitely have a shot if they can stay healthy because Brockton also does have a little bit of health issues. Uh, he wasn't active for a series of games here and there. If those two guys, Victor Oladipo himself, can stay consistently healthy, they got a shot to get into the second round and be a strong team. And like you mentioned, Josh, a team that kind of snuck up to the four spot. We didn't expect it this year. So, you know, shout, shout out to them for sure. All right, shoot or pass. Uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the top five duo in the NBA. I'm going to say uh, shoot with this one. Now, I don't know if everyone's going to agree with me, but I think a lot of times we give the word duo to, to players that aren't really duos, right? So Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, yeah, they're on the same team, but are they really a duo? Do they play off of each other? Do they make each other better? And I don't really think they do. I think the same can be said for like a James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Are they a duo? No, they just so happen to be two talented players on the same team. Uh, I think Jalen and Tatum, they work well off of each other. They don't get in each other's way. I think there's chemistry there. And because of that, I would say top five, definitely uh, 100%. I mean, if you look at someone like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, like really, like are they really a duo? Or are they just kind of two talented players trying not to get in each other's way? So based off of that definition that I just gave, I'd, I'd put them in there for sure. I'm going to say pass, but I feel like they're knocking on the door. They will be a top five duo in the next couple of years. And and obviously a championship will accelerate that. We know that they're both guys who can create and score shots from anywhere on the court. And they're great defenders. I'm just a little hesitant to put them above like LeBron and AD or Katie and Kyrie, Steph and Clay. Um, I would put them as like the emerging class guys like, you know, with duels like KP and Luca, Joker and Murray, who are coming up. They're coming up, they're knocking on my door, and they're the future. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have easily forgotten about that Golden State duo out there in the Bay. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and pass on this one. As someone like the ones that you mentioned there so far, Robbie, you know, AD, LeBron, Kyrie, KD, uh, Dame, CJ, you know, those are some of the other duos I think I would put them over. Uh, over like a Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. However, the interesting part about this is that Brown's contract does expire after this season. Um, Now, he's proven so far in this bubble that he deserves a payday. Um, They have committed to Kemba Walker. The Boston Celtics have committed until 2023. The contract does increase, so it gets a little ugly for them. 37 mil that year, the Boston Celtics will be spending on in Kemba Walker. But for the next four years, I think the Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker duo, as you guys saw in game four there, looked pretty nice and swell for them. So I think that might be a duo to look out for coming down the road. Yeah, and just to add to that, the Celtics are a team that really doesn't rely on two people specifically, right? You mentioned Kemba Walker. They can have Kemba go off. They can have Tatum go off, Jalen Brown at any given moment. Someone can step up, Gordon Hayward. So, you know, the way they play is very different than the rest of the league. I think they rely more on team basketball. Um, They have tremendous chemistry with their starting five and even their bench unit. So 
calling that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown a duo is factual, but you could also make the case for someone like Kemba and Tatum or Kemba and Brown. It's a absolutely, very interesting absolutely. team. All right, shooter pass for the Brooklyn Nets to capitalize on their success in the bubble next season. A player on their current starting lineup will have to go shoot or pass, Robbie. Shoot. We know that the Nets have exceeded expectations in the bubble playing with a depleted roster, but seeing that they just got swept by the Raptors, I find myself thinking, how is this all going to work when KD, Kyrie, and Spencer Dinwiddie return? Combine those three guys with a Karis LeVert, and you see that they're all guys who need the ball in their hands to be effective. And then you see how well Chris Chioza and Tyler Johnson, who's apparently nicknamed Meth Curry in the bubble, have been playing. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I've been seeing that shit all over Twitter and Reddit. I'm like, why are you, why are you, why are you guys doing my guy Tyler Johnson like that? God. Anyway, you know, seeing all these guys playing so well, you realize the Nets are loaded at the guard position. So obviously you got to see how things play out with KD and Kyrie when they return, see how they, they look. But they might be able to, you know, they, they might be able to shop Karis LeVert around, maybe get a power forward, especially if there's a team out there that's willing to overpay for Karis LeVert based on how well he's played in the bubble. I'm going to say shoot as well. Uh, this is me going with the assumption that LeVert and Dinwiddie were both starters. I mean, they came off the bench here and there mainly due to injury though um working themselves back in but i do agree with robbie said you know even having lavert or dinwiddie choosing one of them is still kind of a problem because even if you have three of those four there's only one basketball Kyrie needs the ball durant needs the ball lavert needs the ball and if you decide to keep dinwiddie dinwiddie needs the ball i think they need to get rid of one of them or let one of them walk uh because as you know in the nba like you can have all the talent in the world but if you don't have any type of chemistry it's not going to work out and that's my biggest mm-hmm. fear for the nets yeah absolutely i definitely got to agree with you guys there so i'm gonna go ahead and shoot now karis levert please come to the orlando magic we will host you next to jonathan isaac you know you got mark l folds he'd be perfect though. I, I, be I, would wow. love I would love for you to come yeah. mr levert please we'll roll out the red carpet for you here at disney world um you're in the bubble you know what orlando's weather's like it's perfect better than brooklyn uh but i'm gonna go ahead and shoot one more time just to say that uh, and based on what you guys, kind of just echo what you guys are saying. I mean, it's a completely different team once KD and Kyrie get back on that roster. Uh, you have guys like De- DeAndre Jordan that's going to be there. I just think that there's one ball that's going to go bounce between Kyrie, Kevin Durant. You know, unfortunately, Karis LeVert, he just might be the odd man out in this equation. You know, assumption that he, you know, might have to fight with a guy like Den- Denwood to start. Uh, so that can definitely hurt him. So shooting all the way on that one together with you guys. Uh, shoot or pass, the best guard center duo in the Denver Nuggets Utah Jazz playoff series is, in fact, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Josh, shoot or pass on that one. Now, if you would ask me before the series started, I would have said, absolutely not. I'm passing on this. But you know what? Donovan <laughs> Mitchell and Rudy Gobert playing like the better duo. Shout out to Donovan Mitchell, by the way. He got a lot of hate on NBA Twitter all season because he's a volume scorer, took a lot of shots, and he's balling out in the first round. Now, do I think overall Agreed. that they're the better duo? No, I don't. But in this playoff series, they're definitely playing like it. Long term, I definitely take Jokic and Murray over the two. But if you ask me today, I mean, series is 2-1 Utah. Donovan's balling and Rudy's balling. And, you know, Jamal has has shown it in spurts and Jokic's shame, but they just aren't up to task. So I, I got I to gotta shoot on this one. <laughs> How about you, Robbie? Shoot or pass? I'm, I'm sticking to it. I'm passing. I know Jokic and well, this is again, this is really tough after the way Denver has been playing, but 
you and and you've seen Jokic and Murray be liabilities on defense. You've seen that getting exposed in the series, but it's not every day you find a center with the scoring, passing, and ball handling abilities that Jokic has. So for that reason, at the end, overall, I got I just got to lean more toward Denver's duo. I think that Jokic and Murray overall play better and are more consistent together and have a higher ceiling. But if you were to line up Spida, Rudy, Jokic, and Murray and tell me, pick a guard and pick a center, I'm going to pick Spida and I'm going to pick Jokic. All right, fair enough. I'm going to go ahead and pass on this one with you, Robbie, just because I, I just feel like there's a lot more to be played this series. At least I'm hoping for it. I think we predicted six games in our bracket. So um, let's just go ahead and try to bank on that. But I, I agree with you for the reasons. Like, I think Jokic is just one of a kind big man. Uh, it's very hard to compare. But, you know, shout out to Gobert. I mean, this series defensively, like even from the first game, I mean, he jumped out there and was he definitely made it a habit to no matter where Jokic was on the floor, he was just go ahead and he, he was just going to stick to him. Um, but yeah, this is a little bit of a disappointing series there. And just to kind of echo Josh's statement, yeah, I'm not sure before the series if I'm, I'm going to go ahead and even entertain that idea. All right, shoot or pass. Montrez Harrell should have been fined for calling Luka Doncic, quote-unquote, a bitch-ass white boy during Game 3 of the Clippers and Mavericks series. Josh, shoot or pass on that one? Definitely shoot. Um, I'm someone who's, you know, a pretty much a social justice warrior. I'm definitely down for the Black Lives Matter movement. I've been protesting for four or five years, and I think things like this kind of hurt the movement because it gives fodder to the other side and people who don't really agree with the message. Um, and on top of it, it's also wrong, <laughs> just to begin with. I mean, that type of language and that type of uh, insult shouldn't be said by anybody, and I think he should have been fined. I think he should have apologized. Uh, I, I do think I'm, you know, if it was the other way around, there would have been more of a uh of a, a big to do with it and i and i think that's a fair criticism and i think that we should take things like this seriously if you want just a more just and equal society that we have to hold up the end of our bargain as well so definitely shoot i agree with everything you said josh but i'm gonna pass mm. and the reason why is there were people like i was reading on twitter there were people saying that there's like a double standard and and they were even calling Montrez racist and i'm just like whoa 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 everybody calm down if you're saying that there's a double standard happening here or that montrez is racist for calling luca a bitch ass white boy you don't understand racism yes if the roles were reversed and luca called montrez the n-word that would and should get blown up because that word is the root of internalized oppression that black people have been working to overcome for centuries i'm not condoning what he said Montrez should not have sent that to Luca, but the word white is just a color. The Clippers addressed it. Montrez apologized to Luca before today's game. I just don't see the need for this to get blown out of proportion. I didn't think he needed to get fined. Luca didn't seem to really even care. So pass. But I don't condone it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see both of your points there. For the sake of this, I, I'm going to shoot the, um, on getting fined for it just because the bubble, the court, you know, has Black Lives Matter across it. It, it does kind of hurt the movement a little bit. So I think if you're trying to come across and prove a point inside of a, a bubble where social, you know, justice and the fight for it is a priority, things like these can't, this can't happen. Now, here's the thing. You put this in the perspective where you have 18 to 20,000 people in a building loud noises you know the mavericks are at home let's just just to say it's a home game for for dallas right you know they're they're in the heat of moment of things um 
you know, you might may not have seen it or heard this, right? Unless the camera flashes on, you know, Montrez. So it's something that we, just because the attention is solely on these players and, and there's no fans involved and just cameras from all angles, you know, it caught it. I just think in a regular NBA game, we might have not seen that or caught that. Um, so, but I think because it was caught and, and the circumstances that's ongoing, I'm, I'm going to shoot for it for those reasons. But, you know, shout out for him for apologizing. I think that was a cool gesture just to see it. And the fact that uh, I believe it was ESPN that was showing the ABC, right? So ESPN, you know, and ABC was, they made a point to kind of pause in between and show that highlight. Uh, so that was cool to see, right? There's worse things being said on that court than bitch ass exactly. white boy. One thousand. But I agree. Uh, I agree with your point. Like I agree with your points. I just, I just don't no, think. No. Should, I don't think he should have been fined. And my just, just to um, echo what I said too. Like Robbie, I agree with everything you said. One thousand percent. I. 1, oh my god! Look at us be so friendly. <laughs> my thing is though that there's a lot of like it's it sucks because we're we're fighting for a movement right and it's almost like mm -hmm. the movement has to be perfect yeah. and if you give any leeway to the other side anything they can criticize it almost like deflects away from the movement and it sucks that we have to put the the burden on ourselves to be perfect and the burden on the people who are supporting the movement it's it's almost not fair and things like this all it does it gives fodder to the other side and it, it closes right, right. their ear to conversation and that's the only thing that that, that, that where i'm coming from i obviously it's not the same thing um, and I wasn't even thinking about the N word. I just mean like we used the word black instead of white. Like if it was it was role reverse. I still think it would have been a big issue. But you know, it's it's one of those things where you know I've I've had conversations, uh, racial conversations with a bunch of different people, and it's just like if you give them a little rope that they can hang on to, they will hold on to that rope forever and not let go. And this is someone giving the other side rope, and it just seeing that just bothers me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, last shooter pass here. After spotting Russell Westbrook coaching his peers from the bench in game two of the Rockets Thunder series, we can conclude that Russell Westbrook is the guy who wears band tees without knowing who the bands are on his tees. Shooter pass, Robbie. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say shoot. I, I wanted to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. I really did. I was doing a little bit of research and I found an old Reddit AMA that Russell Westbrook did back in 2015. And he was asked what his pregame playlist consisted of. And he explicitly mentioned Taylor Swift. Can you imagine Russell Westbrook sitting in the locker room getting ready for a game, queuing up heavy metal after, after jamming out to You Belong With Me? Yeah, no chance he's a metalhead. He just dresses like one on occasion. Shoot. 1,000% shoot. There's no way this dude's wearing a Black Sabbath shirt and knows what the hell Black Sabbath is or who they are. Uh, he's just, <laughs> I think he just goes to Target. That looks cool. Uh, oh, Leonard Skinner, cool. I'm going to wear it. It looks cool. I like the design. Who's the who? I have no idea. ZZ Top, never heard of him but I like Z's. The letter Z is really cool to say. I'm throwing it on. He's definitely that type of person. <laughs> Absolutely. I definitely, I, 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 I agree with you guys on this one, hands down. I, I have a good friend and, and, you know, very nice guy, good heart, but he reminds me a lot of James Harden and Russell Westbrook. That friend, like you just mentioned, Josh, you just, yeah, that looks pretty cool. You know what? We're going to go ahead and put that short, that shirt, uh, shorts or shirt on and we're going to rock it because it just looks cool. And, you know, it's not to knock them, but I love Russ, love James Harden, but they're just the kind of guys that throw anything on. And uh, here's the thing. I, I, I'm hope, I'm, I hope we're wrong about this, and Russ does come out and say, hey, you know, look at my playlist, or he just exposes himself, listen to the band, because not, not a chance that's happening. No chance whatsoever. Studs and...
studs. All right, let's go ahead and get into some studs and duds here for the first week of the playoffs. You all know the drill here. We will pick one stud each, one dud each. And uh, first and foremost, we'll let Josh, the honorary guest, go first. Who's your stud of the week? This is obvious. I'm sorry that I'm picking the obvious one, but it's got to be Luka Doncic, right? I mean, after what he did today against the Clippers, game-winning three as the buzzer expired without KP, putting on a show, putting up record numbers in his first playoff series. There's no other way it could be in anybody else. I mean, this man is unbelievable. He is, his ceiling, honestly, his ceiling might be the greatest player of all time. And I'm not kidding. I agree. In 15 to 20 years, over, we might be talking about Luka Doncic as the best player to ever touch a basketball. That's how good he is. He's unbelievable. There's no reason why a 21-year-old should be this good. It actually makes me sick to my stomach that I actually thought I was decent at basketball growing up watching him play. <laughs> like, he's that good. Like, it, it makes me that insecure. I never want to touch a basketball game. He's incredible. You heard it here first. Clippers fan <laughs> calling Luca the god. He's he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Hey, he's, give, he's giving his respects. What about you, Robbie? Who's your stud this week? I love Luca. He's definitely a stud. But I've been waiting for this moment, guys. I have made it a point to not oh, no. use. I have made it a point to not use every single one of these opportunities to name a Heat player as a stud. And I said, I'm going to spread the love around, call some other players studs. I'm not waiting anymore. There has been some big dragon energy spitting fire in this Heat and Pacer series, uh -oh. baby. He did a great job of leading the second unit off the bench during the regular season. Got the starting nod in place of Kendrick Nunn. He's had a couple of slow starts, but man, has he been clutch for us at the helm as a shooter, a facilitator, a defender, a rescuer, bringing Jimmy Butler back to life with CPR, a bona fide leader. <laughs> this is the dragon, the Slovenian cockmeister, Goran Dragic. I can't that believe people out there wanted to trade this guy before the season started. I hope he retires as a Heat player. This man is the definition of a stud. He is a huge reason why the Heat have been so successful in the playoffs so far. I cannot wait for him to finish the Pacers off tomorrow. My vacuum cleaner is ready. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't think Goran Dragic has ever been introduced like that in his life. We should cut that. We should send it to him and have him listen to that every pre Clip it. So he can get pumped up. <laughs> it was amazing. Thank you, guys. Yes. Agreed. That was. And he, he well-deserved. Well well-deserved, though. I, I can agree with that, definitely. Uh, I'm going to go into my stud here. And I'm, you know what? I agree with you, Robbie. It's so ironic because we didn't talk about this. I'm going with a homer pick this time as well. I'm going with a guy that's the only all-star on his team. And also his teammates didn't show off to the playoffs. And that is the Orlando Magic's Nikola Vucevic. Uh, Vooch, I'm I'm just apologizing that nobody came to help you in these playoffs, but you did get us a win. So the Magic secured game one win in one of the eight seeds in this playoffs to, to get a win. Uh, but it's kind of downhill from there after game two and so forth. But Vooch is averaging 29 points per game, 9.7 rebounds per game, and shooting 55% from the field. I mean, he's literally carrying the Magic, kind of half broken, you know, no Jonathan Isaac. And Mo Bamba's there, but doing his best as he can as, as AC Magic, uh, kind of running out of air. It's going to be a flat tire soon, but I just ha had to give my, my respects to Vooch. Shout out to you, Vucci man. Let me ask you something. So with a full with a full healthy roster, how many games does the Magic win in this series? I was, I was going to say at least six, and maybe the homer me wanted to say seven. 
but I say at least. Wow. I was going to say this. This year, a full healthy roster for them. Because then again, we had the potential to move up to the seventh spot. We probably could have seen the Raptors. That probably would have been ugly either way. But um, I think we were going to at least give somebody's top Eastern Conference team a run for their money. We were going to do that. But uh, injuries had other plans. All right, let's go ahead and get into our duds here. Uh, Josh, who's making you unhappy this week? Um, listen, I picked the Clippers to win it all, and they are tied with the Mavericks right now. And that's in large part due to Pandemic P, Paul George. Oof! His last three games, you ready? Game two, four for 17, 14 points. Game oh. three, three for 16, 11 points. Game Ugh. four, three for 14 for nine points. Oof! Yikes. He's shooting five for 25 from three point oh. range. I think us. Right now, us three, we can, we can get on court and do better than that. That is disgusting, especially for somebody who, who you traded for to lure, lure Ka Kawhi Leonard over to your team to win a championship. This was the guy that everybody was gunning after as a missing piece. And he has been absolutely pathetic and a huge reason why the Clippers have not been able to separate themselves from the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, if he's playing like normal Paul George... We might even have we might have a different discussion right now about the series, but we're not. It's due to pandemic P, and I'm really upset about it because he's he's gonna get me embarrassed, and I don't appreciate it. Robbie, how, how do you feel uh, about your dud this week? Wow, I, I hold on, I'm just still processing everything that Josh that Josh just said. Holy Clippers fan shitting on a yeah. Clipper. Well, I, I, Yo. I'm a Knicks fan. I I I, I picked the Clippers, so I'm a Clippers fan for the okay. playoffs, but. Yes, I you had it you had to close your ears because that was just it was terrible. Whew. And 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 hold on. I just I just want I want to stick with this because he went on Instagram. Let's talk about this Instagram post. Josh, I know you saw this Instagram post where he's saying that he doesn't some I, I don't know exactly what the post said. It was like a very uh I don't know what filters he used. It, it looked like a Instagram post from like 2012. But basically implying that he doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks about him, which is exactly what you do, right? When you when you don't care what anybody else thinks about you, <laughs> right. you go on Instagram and post about how you don't give a shit about what anybody thinks about you. So he's definitely in his head right now. And he has a history of kind of falling apart in the playoffs. And that's that's got to suck if you're a Kawhi. But I'll get to that later. My dud. Uh, my dad's going to be Michael Malone. And initially I wanted to go with Tobias Harris, but he did play a little better today. And I'm not going to go after a guy who is injured. And I've, I've riled the city of Philadelphia enough with my Sixers takes on two podcasts. So I'm good. <laughs> Mike Malone is my dud. And I know that, uh, Denver's playing right now. Um, but I'm going to base this on how his team performed in game two a game in which they lost by 19 points and had a deficit of 31 at one point and their performance in game three, which they lost by 37 points. You saw his players. They looked dejected. They looked frustrated. They were making careless mistakes. And all this man could do is sit on the bench and pray. There's pictures of him <laughs> praying on the bench all over social media. The Nuggets have been outscored 109 to 68 in the third quarter. Yeah. And if it weren't for an eight second violation by Donovan Mitchell in game one, they'd be facing a potential sweep tonight. I don't know who this man is praying to, but whoever he's praying to, I'm sure they're telling him, dude, make adjustments. Yeah. You know, your team is not great defensively. 
but you have an offense that is capable of beating the Jazz. Where are the adjustments? Get the ball to Michael Porter Jr. Give me more ball ball. Find ways <laughs> to get Jokic and Murray the, their two-man game going. You've worked so hard to position yourself to play the Jazz in the first round. Don't let the Jazz beat you. Wow. Okay. That's, that's yeah. yeah. That that's a, that's a great pick. That was a that great was. pick. Mr. Coach Malone, what are your halftime adjustments? Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> now watch Denver blow out the Jazz tonight. <laughs> like, shit. The prayers worked. I'm going to call myself the Dud Whisperer again. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, play, I picked Pandemic P as well. And just to kind of echo off with Josh's statement there, uh, you know, the other day he compared himself saying, uh, you know, or he didn't compare himself. He said, hey, I'm no James Harden. Whatever that meant, right? Yeah, we know you're not... James Harden, first and foremost. Uh, Josh, you went over the numbers. I mean, 11.3 points per game in the series. This guy averages 21 points a game in his career. And it's not like he's on the tail end of his career. This is the prime of his career, right? Um, I mean, I don't know, guys. How do you feel like in regards to him saying, hey, I'm playing defense, I'm grabbing rebounds, uh, I'm hitting free throws, and we're winning games. That kind of, you know, obviously didn't win game four. But, you know, and just to kind of piggyback off of you, Josh, how do you feel a little bit about, like, the th other things that he's doing i mean he's got Kawhi to save him shouldn't matter right yeah, that's, not, that's not the reason why they that's not the reason why they got him i mean that's that's great don't get me wrong there's there's more to the game than that but the reason why they got you was to be that number two was to average 20 a game was to hit big shots and when you're not hitting your shots you're also not spreading the floor so you're kind of you're limiting the offense as well by not touching the basketball it's it's just it's it's a mess um it's that's kind of like if you know i don't know what fans you are baseball but if like the marlins signed aaron judge and aaron judge comes to the marlins he's like well i'm hitting singles and i'm getting walks but i'm not hitting home runs it, it just doesn't make sense that's not why you get aaron judge you get aaron judge to so hit 97 home runs and drive in 275 rbis a season and and paul george just isn't doing that and so i i think he's making excuses i i don't like his mindset right now he's not really taking responsibility for anything he's kind of just brushing everything off and acting like everything's okay and and saying like, people are judging me it's like nah man like you you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then on top of that, your reactions are making it worse. So I don't, I'm not liking what I'm hearing or seeing. Overreactions. <laughs> All right, let's get into some overreactions here. Pretty much we're getting buck wild, crazy, overreacting to something that has happened over the last week here. Josh, as the honorary guest, what are you react overreacting to? I'm, this, I think the Toronto Raptors are going to win the championship. I think if I had to choose again, I, I think I think Toronto's winning. Right now, they look like the most complete team, the most well-balanced team, the team that's got their ish together, the team that communicates the best. They have the best head coach. They look like the best team in the bubble. I, I chose the Clippers, but after two, four games, I, I'm basically just, like, embarrassed. I'm crying to myself. I don't want anybody to see. I'm regretting my pick. And there are a lot of teams out there that can win the championship. It's the bubble. I don't think there's any team that I've seen outside of the Raptors where I'm like, oh, I can see them win the championship based off of how they're playing. So I, that's my overreaction. Maybe just seeing them sweep the nets and them looking really good and Van Vliet looking really good. But my overreaction would be the Toronto Raptors are, are taking this all. They're winning Ooh. the whole thing. Um, Robbie, I want to go here and say this. I swear Josh and myself, um, you know, we're, we're not trying to tag team or anything here, but I, I don't know what else to say. He literally took everything. He literally said everything. Oh, like, page? I mean, hey, look, 
Are you liking my bracket choices and, now? And part of Jenny? it is I can't be mad at you, Rob, because you pick you picked the Raptors to go to the finals. So Robbie looking like you a know, genius right now. Robbie's looking like I can't, a genius. I can't say anything more than that. That's literally what I have to say, honestly. The only thing I want to add to that was shout out to Nick Nurse for coach of the year, first and foremost. You know, that's how the weekend started off for the Raptors. Yeah. And uh they played the Brooklyn Nets, right? And I get it. The Nets they, they weren't the strongest test of, you know, strength. But I, I I can't say they, they look like the best team coming out of the, the into the bubble. They look like the best team coming to the playoffs. And I mean, even before this, I mean, Nick Nurse has dealt with so many injuries. Uh, not all his guys were healthy at the same time. Ibaka, you know, pa- Pascal Siakam, he missed some time. Lowry missed some time. Van Vliet was out for a few games. I mean, these guys have come together and playing some of the best basketball. So that's my, yeah, I've got to agree. That's an overreaction. I think don't be surprised if we're talking about uh, the Toronto Raptors in October. And you know, Robbie, I, I'm on the heat train too. I'm not denying the rappers. <laughs> so I'm staying in Canada, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go in a little bit of a different direction here. Josh, you might not like this, but my overreaction is, I think Kawhi fuck, fucked up. He should have stayed in Toronto. <laughs> I think he did too. I think he did too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> look, yeah. the Clippers, the Clippers on paper, look, you know, you think they have more pure talent on their roster. Kawhi should have an MVP caliber second option in Paul George, but we all know how that's going in the playoffs wow, so wow. far. We know that Toronto has a better supporting cast for Kawhi with OG, Fred Van Vliet, Siakam, Norman Powell, Kyle Lowry. These are all guys who have elevated their games this year, despite being out of the road. Some of them being out of the rotation due to injury at some points. They have better bigs and better guards who aren't a liability on defense. And we've talked about Nick Nurse and, and what he's been able to do as a coach. I mean, he was the runaway coach of the year this season. These guys are all pieces to the puzzle and they fit perfectly together. And there's room for another piece with Kawhi's name on it. They don't need it. It's like that extra piece in case, you know, there's another piece that gets lost. If you were to take Kawhi off of this Clippers roster, they don't have nearly half the success that the Raptors have had this season without Kawhi. I also want to add to that, like, you could have been king of Canada. You could have owned a whole country. Like, a that could have been country, yours. whole country, Josh. The whole country could have been yours. It would, it would have been Justin Trudeau and, like, right below it, Kawhi Leonard. He, he could have been the president. He could have been the next big thing. He had a country at the palm of his hands. He had a championship. That fan base is phenomenal in Toronto. I, I, I'm with you. I mean, then you go, you go to Los Angeles where the Clippers are basically second-class citizens next to the Lakers. Nobody yep. cares about the Clippers. I mean, I live a mile from the Staples Center. I was getting Clipper tickets for $7. Like, wow. absurd. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, that, that, was a good, that was a good take. And who better than Drake to ride your coattails, right, in Canada? Right? Exactly. You know how many, no, you know how many songs Drake could have written about Kawhi if Kawhi exactly. stayed in Toronto? But yeah, shout out yeah. to the Raptors, though. Shout out to Canada. I mean, like you mentioned, Josh, shout out to their fan base. Like, that's one of like, the most uh, unique, different fan bases that I've come across and uh, like all of being a fan of basketball and just seeing how everybody kind of grew. Like, usually on like NBA Twitter, you know, shout out to NBA Twitter. Like, they're a nice, there's a nice, genuine fan base from the Raptors, and I and I like them. Like, they're, they're likable people, man. So shout out to you, Canada. <sighs> All right, so we want to go ahead into some part of the show, wrap up here with Mr. Josh Rodriguez from The Dime. Uh, Josh, at the end of each and every show, we go about some shout-outs here. 
you are the honorary guest. Any shout outs? Yeah, well, shout out to you guys for having me on. Uh, really, definitely, definitely appreciate it. If you haven't checked out the episode with Robbie and Chevy on my podcast, go check out The Dime with Josh Rodriguez. But I also want to shout out my crew at Uninterrupted. I work for Uninterrupted, and we do these athlete playlists that are now being advertised during the playoff, playoff game. So if you hear Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson talk about Uninterrupted athlete playlist, that's what I produce. Uh, it's on Pandora. It's on SiriusXM. So if you get a chance, go check that out. And shout out to everybody on the uninterrupted pod squad we did it baby we did it yeah look i don't think we can we can uh finish this podcast without giving a little shout out to the legend kobe remembering him on his birthday it's so crazy that for the most part january feels like it happened ages ago but the passing of Kobe it just still feels so fresh. Like every time I see a graphic during the game pro- broadcast with like his name or his picture on it, I'm just like, damn, I cannot believe this man isn't here with us anymore. Woj uh, posted on Instagram today. Um, and in his message, he, he, he talks about how he thinks a lot about what the bubble would have been like with Kobe playing in it knowing how competitive he was he he probably would have thrived in this environment where there's not much else to do but eat sleep breathe and play basketball he would have been looking for every single way to get a competitive edge on (laughs) anyone and it's so crazy to think about like i never thought of like oh shit like kobe would have been balling out in this bubble and you know thoughts go out to his family today i i hope they know how much love and care they have surrounding them even from strangers like us so happy birthday kobe we love you we miss you absolutely um i did have him as a the end of the show uh shout out here for myself as well but you definitely have given us a very eloquently put together tribute for mr bryant um my other shout out was to masai jury and his legal team for putting out a very well put statement uh shout out to mr masai um you know we, we definitely stand with you and uh definitely proud to see and get that video is very ugly things that happen in this world this time and and day and era that we live in but uh good to see that uh mr jury is leading actions and taking actions in the right step and directions for his uh you know clearing his name in a sense uh from there but just want to shout out him his team um kobe was the the shout out and uh rob you want to go ahead and plug us one more time and yeah Follow us on Instagram, Twitter at Baseline Time. Make sure to subscribe on Google or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify or Ghana if you're out in India. Shout out to our friends in India. Josh, you're going to have a fan base in India now. Uh, and I'll, I'll plug in my personal Instagram and Twitter at Robinhood with an H and a Y. Chevy, go ahead and take it away. Absolutely. And you can find me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter. We'll be chopping it up there, talking some ish. A little bit more about the uh, podcaster bracket challenge there. Shout out to all our podcasters as well uh, that's participating. And we always want to end the show, let the guests speak last year. Josh, go ahead and plug the people one more time. Where to find you at? So I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. My podcast, The Dime with Josh Rodriguez, is available on all podcast platforms. Just type The Dime with Josh Rodriguez. We'd appreciate if you gave it a listen and subscribe. Also, you can check out Stewie's World, which is a WNBA podcast by Brianna Stewart. It's a podcast that I'm in production with, with Uninterrupted. And if you're a football fan, I'll be producing a podcast called 17 Weeks with Uninterrupted. So look out for that as well. And that's pretty much it. I want to thank you guys for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Love your podcast. Appreciate you having me on. And I hope it's not the last time. It definitely won't be. We're big fans of your podcast too, so... 
thank you for coming on. That's right. The dime, Josh Rodriguez.